What is going on, everybody? This is the Man of Class podcast. This is episode number one of the first season. So season one is going to be all around the male identity project. I've shifted the gears. We're going to get into it of what shifts that I made. But just know that this is season one, the male identity project and episode one, the source of any life crisis. If that speaks to you, if you're curious at all, make sure you stay tuned. Take some notes. This is going to be a baller of an episode. That's all I can say. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So this is going to be, I'm going to cover some big news here. So the big news is that we've decided I wanted to over deliver value. And so when I was going through and I was recording different podcast episodes and, and what I noticed is that it was kind of nonchalant sort of random in what I was going after. It was kind of, some of it was mindset, some of it was tactical, some of it was strategy, Uh, Some of it was around relationships, maybe professional, but I didn't, I kind of just was glazing the surface on stuff. And although you may be getting golden nuggets and you may be saying like, wow, there's like a lot of value in that. I wanted to go even 10 X. I wanted to go even above and beyond that. And so what I decided to do is create series. So there's going to be seasons in this, in man of class podcast. And each season is going to represent a different genre, if you will a different topic that we're going to spend all the episodes in that series going through deeper and deeper dives in that so that you can get maybe different vantage points of the same type of issue or the same type of topic. But instead of just sort of glossing over the top and going, hmm, and then going about your everyday life and then maybe a week later, a month later, you kind of revisit and you say, well, Eric said something at some point, but does that really make sense? Can I use that now? What did he say again? I can't even remember. It's going to be week over week. It's going to be a consistent um, topic, if you will. It's going to be a consistent uh, specific detail in it. And we're just going to kind of micro slice it all the way through. There was a <laughs> there was an analogy that a doctor once told me about a Swiss cheese model where he looks at all problems and each application or thing that he puts up is a piece of Swiss cheese and and Swiss cheese has holes. And so in each, each layer that he put in, so it may be like the nurses or like what he chose to eat this day or this, that or whatever, he'd pack all the things onto a problem. And and there's going to, there's a certain point when you pack enough slices of cheese that you no longer see any light through because all the holes are misaligned so that you can't actually see through the cheese. And so in a way, What I want to do, it's a weird analogy, but I wanted to tie it back to this. In a way, I wanted to use that Swiss cheese model into certain topics that we can go deep into that at the end of the day will be helping to fill in those holes so that you'll have a better, clearer picture on different aspects of life instead of just sort of a general vague overview topic with some, you know, some good golden nuggets sprinkled in is going to be a better, deeper 
experience, if you will. So with that, season one, this is what we're in right now, is all around the male identity. What does that mean? <laughs> what I've noticed over the past, because we're in March right now, what I've noticed in 2020 so far, a lot of people have desires for things. Change. It, 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 every desire means that they want to have a change in their life. And when we go through change, when I work through with clients or when I go through and, and help people, maybe ad hoc, it's all around how difficult change really is, even if you really, really, really want it. And so what I thought was there's there's a lot of different pieces, identity being one male, you know, toxic, you know, um, toxic masculinity is so there's like a lot of these little things and we're going to be covering all of that within this whole male identity project which is called which i call season one and we'll go through each of the episodes and each of the episodes will kind of tie in from last week's content into this week's content and the future week's content so that they kind of all tie together to have sort of a clear consistent message all around what that is and then i've also kicked around the idea of having a weekend like workshop where it's like a four hour workshop, maybe on a Saturday or, or maybe it's through the week or something where we almost have like a group coaching, like a live group coaching session where we go through and we take the tidbits that we have throughout the full 14 weeks of content and we personalize it. So instead of just hearing it on the podcast as you're driving through work or maybe in a workout or or just going for a walk or, or in the office or whatever that you're doing, wherever you're listening to this, I wanted to enhance that. So it's, instead of just giving out content, I wanted to get that feedback and then do real time coaching to kind of help go through any breakthroughs, any limiting beliefs that you've got in these different areas so that it's not only just value in whenever you're you're reading it, but we're making it stick, getting that sticky content where it's starting to actually adhere to your life and you're making that lasting change. Um, so if that's for you, then make sure you message me and, and stay tuned on when those are when those are becoming out. Um, so with that, we'll just get right into episode one of season one. So let's just let's just get right into it. This this season, uh, last thing I'll say before we actually get into the episode, this season is really meant for two types of men. One is where they're not happy in life and they want to make that lasting change. They have something that's not working in their life. They have something where they want to enhance in some area of their life. That could be a relationship with your wife. It could be a relationship with a partner. It could be a relationship with kids, with family members, mom, dad, sister, brother, cousins. Could be financial, could be business, could be whatever that it may be. You want something that you're not currently having in your current Rolodex of life. The second one is that you're happy, but you're not thrilled. You're not overjoyous. What do I mean by that? That's the life's good. I'm going to look for all the opportunities. I'm going to make the best of it. It's not that the best is I'm going to make the best of the, the average situation that's happening not this is the best situation possible type mindset. And there's there's a slight subtlety there, but but that's really what I want to help connect in is getting you from that happy to like the over the top thrilled to show up. Stress doesn't even phase you anymore. Like you just stressful situations happen and you don't even pay any attention to it. So those are the two types. 
Now, with that, let's just jump right into episode one, identity. This is going to be the source of any life crises. What I love about this is men go through this weird, and we'll get into this because there's there's some good gold nuggets that, that I've been working on throughout the season. But men go through this tricky life where they go maybe through school because society told them, well, you need to go get a job. They go through school, they, they pick a degree, maybe they, you know, whether it's trade school, whether it's undergrad, whether it's graduate, whether it's doctorate, whatever that it is, they go through, they get some type of education, they start working. They, society says, well, you need to find family. You know, you need to find, you know, that dream person. So they find them and they have kids and they're just sort of like going through that checklist. Men are very logical creatures. And so um, we go through our checklist, right? We go like, okay, well, you know, house check wife check kids check job career check you go through all that stuff after you've done with that checklist then you have the what's the next thing i don't have anything on my list what do i do (laughs) when you get to that point people start freaking out they go what's on my list (laughs) I've, i've completed my list like i I don't know what to do. I do well when there are lists, but when there isn't a list, oftentimes we just freak out, right? We don't, there's no plan. It's just like in the Joker movie where, you know, if there was a plan that the world was going to end and everybody knew the plan, nobody would freak out. But if all of a sudden there was just chaos happening and that didn't go according to plan, then everybody just loses their mind. Same thing happens. Same exact thing happens. And what ends up happening is when we go through that, that's what we call a life crisis. Because we're in crisis mode, right? We freak out. We're freaking the F out because we're like, we don't know what to go do. Often everybody else around you is freaking out because if they see you freaking out, they're going, hey, we kind of had a good thing here. So how about we like dial it back a little bit? Just everybody nice and calm and easy. You just go back to the way that you were. You're like, but I don't have a checklist, so I can't go back. Like, what do I do? What makes me happy? I'm going through all this stuff and I've been doing all of this stuff for everybody else, but I've when is my cup being filled up? Like, when do I get to go do stuff? Maybe, you know, I haven't played, I haven't gone to the gym for a while. I haven't gone and played basketball, like all these things. And, and it becomes overwhelming. And frankly, where a lot of that comes from is identity. And that's a strong word that I think we've kind of, we've gotten away from depending on which arena or which, you know, what you listen to in a day, People talk about it. People talk about identity, but it's, I don't think we understand necessarily the magnitude of when we are out of identity or whether we haven't paid active attention to an identity or when we've gone down a path for too long that we haven't checked in. And now all of a sudden our identity of our dream identity doesn't match our reality of our identity that we're living. And when that happens, then you just have a disconnect and you're like, whoa, like I'm freaking out right now. I'm in that crisis mode, you know, stress, anxiety, overwhelm. These are all different types of emotions that you feel, whether you verbalize them or not. It's a difference. It, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that late, at a later episode. But that piece of it is where crisis originate from. And so that, you know, peel back that layer of onions. And that's really where identity comes in. Now. Some people may be saying, what the heck is identity, though? Like we talk about it, you know, just it's a great word, identity, right? But what does it really, really mean? 
identity is just a fancy word. It's just a word that combines a series of other words, meaning identity is the qualities, the beliefs, your personality, how you look at the world, your expressions of an individual, your hobbies, your occupation, maybe your family status, anything that really describes you, right? If you're a father, that could be an identity piece. If you're a husband, that could be an identity piece. If you're an adventure sports, you know, you love adventure, right? You love going out to um, skydiving or windsurfing or wakeboarding. That's an identity that could, that has, I'll say that has the potential of being an identity. It's, these are all things of what could be. Think of it as, as cans at the grocery store. They're all potential to be your identity. The identity is what you really choose to, to, which can you take off the shelf and put in your cart. That is what actually sets your identity. Um, and, and I say that because oftentimes you can, there are men who are fathers that don't behave like their fathers. So like, that's a very tricky thing, right? Because let's say you have two men, both of them are dads. You go through and you say, oh, well, okay, both of them are fathers. Then therefore that's father. So one identifies with it, takes it as like, this is my identity. I am a father. That's what they tell themselves repeatedly. And the other one's like, ah, yeah, but I'm really the breadwinner. I'm really, you know, it, it's their interpretation of what fatherhood really means or how severe or intimate that relationship, they allow that relationship to have on their identity. And so it also can change over time, which is a tricky thing, again, that we can get into, which is the identity of what you had for yourself when you were a teenager is going to be very different than the identity piece that you have for you in, let's say, your 20s, which is going to be a very different identity than your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. That's a very big misconception. I get in a lot of arguments with people because when I say a bold statement like your identity can change. And they go, I am what I am, right? I am who I am. I'm not changing. My name is, you know, I'll use myself as an example. My name is Eric Yusko and I'm always going to be Eric Yusko. Well, sure, your name, right? Again, depends on how well your identity is to your name and, and what your name means to you. But you're going to change. And I can prove it. When you're in your 20s, you don't walk around saying, I am a father. You don't behave like a father. Shoot, I know back in my 20s, I certainly didn't act like a father. <laughs> I act like a father now, kind of-ish, partially. I mean, I try to be the best father that I can. But in my 20s, that was never even on my radar. I wasn't being as responsible as what I could have been. I was so career-focused. I had a completely different outlook on life than what I have in my 30s. And I can only I, I can only imagine, right, if, if the past is is guaranteed of anything in the future. I, I know going through my 30s is going to have a different series of identities as well as the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. Every single decade, every single, actually, I take that back, every single year and maybe even less than that, we shift our identities. They, they could be minor shifts. They don't have to be global shifts in, of identity. But what you tell yourself, the stories that you tell yourself can last either a lifetime if you let it or it can last only a year if you let it. And so I want to make sure that I cover that because, like I said, I get in a lot of arguments where people are like, I am what I am. Like, I, you know, I, 
my, I will always, my identity is always who I am. Like that's who I am. And they get really offended by it. And that's okay. Like you, that's okay. If that's where you, if that's where you're at, then, then by all means, that's where you're at. But just know the person of who you are is different than what you were 10 years ago or five years ago. And again, I can say that again, when I was five years, five years old, getting into anything under the sun, taking everything apart, you know, okay, I still take stuff apart. There's stuff that still can be consistent. But again, I didn't look at myself as, you know, maybe uh, a, a pinnacle of health of trying to become very healthy. I was eating mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> you know, I was, I wasn't, I didn't really worry about health. I wasn't worried about exercising. I was just running around being a kid. So the stories that I told myself, the identity pieces of what I said that I was, my I am statements were, were different and that's okay that they're different. It's, it, that's, it's natural. It's natural to have things that change because life is a constant state of change. Who you were when you were single is going to be very different than who you are when you're dating somebody. And if you don't believe me, then try acting single when you're dating somebody or try acting single when you're married. That won't fly. I know that won't fly because there's there's expectations to be had, right? There's expectations that you don't just go home with anybody that you see, that you don't just take somebody out for a special night on the town when you're in a relationship. You could, but it may or may not line up with the values of your partner. Uh, coming home drunk when you're supposed to watch a kid Again, that could be, it depends on what your identity piece, how you want to show up, but it's, it's, it's frankly how and what you want to, you know, choose to show up in and why, why do we talk so much about identity and why have I harped so much on this? I've spent a lot of time talking a lot about this, but the importance of it is because when we're not in alignment with our identity, bad stuff happens. What bad stuff? The bad stuff like a midlife crisis, bad stuff like massive depression, bad stuff like misery, anger, frustration, abuse, whether that's physical abuse, mental abuse, um, verbal abuse, all of these things are lashing out. And when you pick at the pieces, you can find your way back to an identity either an identity that you didn't know that you had or an identity that you had that you're feeling that you're not honoring in some way or some fashion. And when we get into those situations, you know, these emotions, depression, misery, anger, frustration, these are all warning signals to us because they release a lot of catabolic energy. They, they eat at us, right? Stress uh, just eats at you. You can tell when somebody is stressed out because they look like they're aging by the minute. <laughs> and you see some people who you think they're in their 20s and they're really in their 70s. You're like, wow, never would have guessed that. Maybe extreme, but still, it's, it still kind of sticks. But those are all warning signals. And oftentimes... There was, a, there was an episode of, of Big Bang that I remember watching. Sheldon was in the car with um, Penny and they, were, and they were driving. Penny's check engine light came on and Sheldon was freaking out because he's like, your check engine light's coming on. Like, why don't you address it? And she's like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. And her car blows up. 
in a similar way, I feel like that same thing happens to all of us, whether that's through anger, depression, crises, stress. It's a check engine light that's coming on and it's giving us that opportunity of saying, what is it that you want to do with this right now? What do you want to do? You know, this anger, you're not, you may or may not be an angry person that may or may not be an identity piece or that may or may not be a identity piece that you, that's serving you. It may be limiting you in some way, but it may not be serving you. What do you want to do with this? How do you want to address this? Where would you like to be? Very few people say, I just want to be angry my entire life. I just want to be in a state of stress. I want to be this, this massive anger stress ball walking around, rolling around my life. Very few people want that. Actually, frankly, I can honestly say I've never met anybody that says, would you like to be stressed out for the rest of your life? Nobody I know. Everybody dreams and pines over going on vacation, being able to, to relax, have it easy, laugh, enjoy. But it's, it's when those stress signals come up, there's a warning signal to you, that check, that check engine light that's saying, hey, you might want to ding, 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 ding. You might want to check something out there. What's going on? And when we get into that, in identity, in the check engine light. Sometimes it's worth going through and saying, what is happening in my life right now? Because there's a big difference between saying that I did something and saying that I am something. I posted on this on social media some time ago that there's a difference, there's a difference between saying, um, trying to think of that example, but it was, it was like along the lines of saying like, I am a loser versus I did something that didn't shine the best way, or I am overweight versus I'm a skinny person that happens to have excess weight right now. Some people say, well, you're just like wordsmithing it. You're kind of just like dancing around it. You're like politically correcting, talking about it. And that's not necessarily the case. That's not the intent the subtle shift that's happening is that identity piece because your I am statements and very few people like walk around and be like, I am happy. Like I am proud. I am. I'm I apostrophe M is the secret. I am that's your identity. So take stock of that. What are you telling yourself? Oh, I'm late. I'm always late. Ah, oh, man, I'm just a late person. Are you? That may be what you, how you're showing up. Is that serving you or is that limiting you? You showing up late, how could your life be? What is happening in your life that is predicated on you showing up late all the time? Said differently, if you could all of a sudden stop showing up late, how much your life change? Hmm. I guess I wouldn't be stressed out. I wouldn't be driving in traffic, cursing at everybody else on the street because I'm going to be 15 minutes late and I just have all that stress and anxiety throughout my day. Okay. Could be a benefit, right? It's, it's the I am versus the I did this. I did something foolish versus I'm such a fool. <laughs> I am just, you know, I'm, I'm the fool. I'm the class clown. 
Uh, what can you do, right? I'm a dumb blonde. I say that a lot, actually. I don't believe that. I use that more of just as a comic relief, but but in times I notice sometimes when I say that and I actually can feel myself going, is that true? I go, no, it's not. It's not true. I choose that's that's limiting me. That's in a way that's limiting me from from showing up of how I want to show up. But I challenge you to say the same type of thing. What is it that you're going through your life right now? What is it that may be limiting you in your I am statements? Ah, I'm so silly. <laughs> I'm the jokester. I can't be taken seriously. How might your life be different if you were ta- to be taken seriously? Just a little bit. It doesn't have to be, you know, I am serious, right? You don't have to go from the class clown to, to super serious, never joke. You know, the, you can live a life outside of the extremes. Like you don't have to be on super, you know, super strict, never laugh, never show emotion or class clown, always joking, never serious. There is a, a massive spectrum in the middle that you can show up and re-identify with how you want to show up. So where does the identities come from? Because that's that's always a, an interesting question that, that I find where people go, that's well and great, but I don't know that I I say I am statements or, you know, where where did this come from? Like if I say like I'm a jokester or, or this ever, or like where, where did they come from? Like I I just said it one day, like I didn't didn't think about it. All of a sudden I just it just it happened. Oftentimes identity comes from places that was from your past. Could be from a painful situation. Pain has a way of rearing its ugly head at the most inopportune times. Said differently, it can show up as limiting beliefs and as identity pieces because it was so traumatic of whatever that experience was. Whether it actually was traumatic or not, you interpreted it as traumatic. And when that happens, that shaped who you were. Let's say that that example, you as a kid used to tell jokes all the time and you thought this was a really cool joke and you know you, you shared it with people and somebody was really offended and they yelled at you. And they said, I could, that is so disrespectful. I cannot believe you have the audacity, right? I can't believe you said that. So harmful, so rude, so disgraceful. You may never joke again because it was that traumatic. Because you said, whoa, that was so painful. So to be funny is painful. So therefore, I am not funny. I am strict. I am serious. I show no emotions. To be manly means to be serious, to not show emotions. To show emotions means that you're weak, right? Let's say that you were, as a, as a boy, running around, having fun, laughing, joking, whatever it was, and somebody in your life said, it's time to be serious. You're, you're joking. You take life as a joke. No one will respect you. You're disrespectful. You're disrespecting the family. You're disrespectful. You're all this, that, or whatever. How might that impact the rest of your life? How might that statement that's being told to you impact you in how it shapes your identity? I know it would be for me, <laughs> frankly, right? 
And, and, you know, we all have those. It's not to say that the one person has them and the other person doesn't. Everybody does. It's just whether you get vulnerable to a place to allow that to come out or whether or not you even choose to. Many people are okay with that. Many people, their identity right now is serving them. Perfect. Keep going with that. There's no judgment. There's zero judgment with that. If your identity is serving you and you are getting all the results that you ever wanted and you're overly to the moon happy and there's zero room for growth, then by all means, that's great. I'm happy for you. But if there's something deep down inside, and maybe you've never told anybody with this, maybe you're sitting in a room right now listening to this and you're going, whoa, this has got really deep really quickly. Or maybe in some of the examples that I, I showed, you said, hmm, yeah, that may or may not have happened. It's okay, right? Unearthing the gremlins that are controlling you right now, consciously or unconsciously, is having a big way in how you show up. And it's through saying, I choose the version of myself today and the version of myself going into tomorrow is going to be different. It's not going to be the same as what it is today. I choose to be different. You always have a choice today, tomorrow, the next day. But the know that some of the identities that you that had formed may unconsciously have formed when you don't even know it, <laughs> right? You don't even know where half the stuff came from. And you're like, I don't know. I guess I've always been serious. I guess maybe I saw mom and dad always as serious. So maybe I'm serious. Or maybe mom and dad were jokesters and I always joked around. So I thought, you know, that's that's who, that's our family identity. We're just a bunch of jokesters. Um, but that's there's a lot of power that can be had from what your family has done and what your friends, you know, the people that I always say the saying, you know, you are the, the, the six people that you surround yourself with. That's true. Uh, I think that the issue... <laughs> A hot button for me is when somebody says, you know, you tell me the people that you're hanging around. I'll tell you, you know, your outcome for life. And I always hate that because there's so much judgment there, right? Because you could be, the world is unwritten to you. You have ultimate choice. You can make changes tomorrow. So having that like, you know, white and black, like day and night, like you show me this and I will show you like your destiny. Like now, forget that. That can change tomorrow. So I, I don't, I don't, I. That's a good audit to 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 have per se. But that's to me is not like the one all be all. Do this and like that's it. Like you're set for success. So off that little soapbox. But the I did want to cover where the identities come from because it's and we're going to be covered more in depth in this series. So don't worry if, if this is like, well, wait, go, go more into depth with that. Don't worry. There's going to be more in the series. And that's the beauty of having this series is as I go through, I go, Hmm, that's something I want to go add a little deeper on. And I'm going to do that next episode, but just know that your identities can come not only just from you, they can come from your surroundings. It could become from, it could become becoming in as, as simple as, as you're on social media, Facebook targets and knows exactly what it is that you're, trying to go and do, and they'll just keep giving you that feedback over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, and kind of solidifying in that identity. Whether you chose that or not, it's kind of cementing it into your brain over and over again, over and over again, until that is your identity. And then the whole be, do, have model, if that's your identity, 
then your brain is constantly going to be wiring to give you to make the decisions to make sure you're consistent. It's going to make you a man of your word. It's just what word is it? Is it the word that you know of or is it a word that maybe was planted there from somebody else? I don't know. Something to ponder. The last thing that I wanted to cover in this episode is how do I even begin? I love this question. How do I even begin to start to understand my identity? Because maybe you've gone through and you go, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what my identity is, right? This is big stuff. I don't know. I just, I realize that there's something that I want in life that I don't have right now. Or maybe there's, there's something that is good, but not great. I don't know. Take stock of your life. This has been something that I've used time and time and time again is almost doing like little mini audits. I take stock, but, but little audits through your life where you just are aware. It's almost like an outside observer, if you will. And shoot, frankly, if you ever wanted to have an outside observer, like go and ask people, you know, go and ask your closest, you know, friends. Um, but take stock of your life. What is it that you're doing every day? What emotions are you really feeling? How, what decisions are you repeatedly making? How are you making those decisions? If you go through and overanalyze the crap out of everything, you're an analyzer. You just, you know, that, that may be your, you're afraid of making mistakes because you were punished for making mistakes. So you now harp and worry about all the ways that you could get screwed in life. Maybe an identity is, Protection. I have to protect myself. I'm the protector of my family. Uh, it could be just, it could be anything. And, and like I said before, it, it comes from the qualities, beliefs, personalities, looks, expressions of an individual, hobbies, occupations, family status, anything that really describes you. So, you know, if you're a father, if you're a son, you're a brother, you're a husband, you're a boyfriend, you're single, you're, you know, you're an engineer, you're a lawyer, you're a dentist, you're a doctor, you're social media marketer, you're a business, you're an entrepreneur, you're a janitor, you're a street sweeper, you're who, whatever that it is. That's just who that, you know, is that defining you in some way? Is what you're doing somehow influencing the decisions that you're showing up and making every single day could be your hobbies. I'm a tinker. I know that about myself. I love to tinker. I'll take stuff apart, figure out how it works and tries to improve it. <laughs> that's the engineer, the tinker in me. That's, that's been a, a core belief or a core uh, strategy or not strategy, but a core identity piece for me for a long, long time. I, I know that to be true. There's, there's no fib in that. And so just go through your life, go through, you know, what, what, let's say that you're a father. What does a father mean? What does that mean to you? And are you living that? Are you the father that you identified with? Or is there a mismatch there? And if there's a mismatch, how much stress is that bringing you? If you grew up in a household and maybe your father wasn't present and you said, I really want to be present, but you're not present. How much stress is that unloading onto you? Because you set an identity that you're not actually fulfilling. And you may not know why, right? You just may be stressed. You may be agitated. You may be lashing out at people. 
could be because you're living out of identity with yourself. I don't know. Something to ponder, something to think about. So as I ramp this up, this whole identity piece of, and I say identity, the whole, the whole series is going to be the identity, the male identity project, but the sourcing sort of the source of any life crisis, this to wrap up this episode, to get into the next episode, what we're going to be talking about next time is the <laughs> scapegoat alert, toxic masculinity. I chuckle because there was a, I think that was 2019. Uh, because Lily was born in 2019, I feel like the whole year just kind of blew away. Like, I don't even know what happened. Most of the things that I thought were last year actually was a 2018. That's how quick 2019 fell. But there was that movement around toxic masculinity. And it's very interesting. It's a very interesting topic. And when I delve deeper into it, I came up with like a lot of aha breakthrough moments where I was like, oh my God, like I never thought about it that way. So I'm super excited to share some of those stuff with you. So make sure to stay tuned for next episode. But where we'll be diving deep into toxic masculinity and really getting past some of that surface level stuff that the media wants you to, to focus on of like that toxic masculinity and you know, what it means to be a toxic dominant male and and how much of a jerk and, and boys will be boys and, and that whole type of thing and what maybe some of that really is getting into. And, and even the episodes further down the line are going to get into different aspects of that, which I think as I was building out this series, I wanted to have a cover that said, if I were to start from scratch, where and how would I start? And identity just kept ringing true in my ears. So identity is where we're going to start. We're going to go through this whole thing. And then we're going to start building the building blocks into up, making upgrades throughout your life and all aspects of life. So until next time, be great. Go out there and get after it. And if you have any questions, don't ever hesitate to reach out and connect with me. So until next time, be great. Keep moving forward. 